Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. should be fun i mean i put a couple thoughts in there obviously my sins are uh, quite the you, we're well, gonna have a hey. we're gonna have a good garbage fire talk oh yeah. buddy buddy we uh, we will for sure and then of <laughs> course i get to pick i get to pick on marty's uh oilers just a little bit here this week yeah, just a smidge, just a smidge yeah yeah nice all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll kind of get into it here. Uh, welcome, folks. And uh, I believe we got here episode nine. <laughs> Weirdly enough, don't hold me to that. Uh, we've had we've we've had uh, some COVID issues ourselves here on the show, and um, just wanted to go over a little house- housekeeping here uh, before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the program. But before I kind of do that, let's uh, welcome in uh, Scott. He's one of the managers from our. Uh, our uh, hockey league, fantasy league. Uh, Marty is um, out with uh, COVID protocols this week, Scott. Yeah, he's on uh, COVID so... protocol, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, Marty was not able to join us this week, but uh, Scott has been more than kind to fill in. Uh, Scott was actually going to be a guest with uh, Marty and I this week, but you know what? Uh, we just promoted him right up to co-host, <laughs> and uh, that's the way. That's the way. That's the way we roll around here. So, uh, Scott, I'll just go over this really quickly here and then uh, let you get into uh, the Check My Fanny segment and uh, let you kind of run wild a little bit here. But uh, just some quick housekeeping. Uh, Of course, we have mentioned on the show uh, in previous episodes um, our uh, two mics, uh, a Marty episode, uh, which we were not able to get uh, taken care of. Um, Unfortunately, again, COVID kind of getting in the way of that. Uh, I'll spare you the details, but uh, long story short, uh, just wasn't able to get it together. Um, in regards to our last uh, regularly scheduled episode, we unfortunately had to uh, cancel that and put that to the side. Uh, we can always, of course, make that up later on in the year, just as the NHL will be making up a lot of games. We'll be getting into that as well. Uh, so again, uh, keep an eye out for uh, some information regarding those, sh- regarding those shows uh, in future episodes. And uh, again, let's uh, welcome in Scott here for uh, this week's episode. How's it going, Scott? Good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. We got, I think we got a lot uh, of uh, meat on the bone here, even though we haven't had a lot of um, actual hockey being played. That kind of cranked up a bit here over the past few days. Uh, I'm sure I speak for all of us. More than happy to have that going on. Yeah, uh, in, particu- in particular with the uh, World Junior shutting down too, which we'll get into a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's get right into uh, Check My Fanny here, and uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's going on uh, in our league. A uh, couple of close games this evening, myself, uh, the Dragons, and Ryan and his Cougars. That's kind of a yeah. uh, touch-and-go situation. I think I may have it wrapped up, but I never really like to uh, jump the gun, especially when it comes to my team. Uh, another close game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, would be the Demons and the pawn hogs yeah that one's tight and correct me if i'm wrong but i think we're down to uh who the heck is it again kirby oh my god that's it yeah yeah so we're down to good old mr doc and let's see if uh he can uh pull off a little bit of a uh heroic uh end to a week here and kind of make the uh, standings get a little bit even tighter 
uh, with that. Tom take with Tom taking a loss here. I've got that game on here in the background. Just uh, oh, oh nice over, uh, over my shoulder here. Looks Monkey like Calgary's got a good uh, got a good run on it. So we'll see what happens here. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed here that uh, maybe uh, Tom can have a little slip up this week. And, <laughs> you know, I can myself and Joel can claw back into it just a, a smidge here as we move along with this weird COVID season. So um, we've got another couple of games. Of course, yourself, uh, I believe you are up against Marty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marty is taking it to me this week. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Let's not really talk about that too, too much. We don't want to <laughs> give him too many, too, no. too many kudos here. But uh, hey, listen, rebuilding year, you've got some great pieces. We've talked about it on the show before. I don't I certainly don't need to remind you of that. So, I mean, I th- obviously patience just required here uh, in regards to your roster. But hey, man, uh, you know, I- I'm, I'm sure the World Juniors is something that you want to talk about in particular about your team. So, you know what? Let's jump right into that, man, if you're uh, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I got, uh, I, I'm excited about my team. It's a nice young, uh, young group. And uh, when you have a nice young rebuild season, uh, it's always fun to watch the World Juniors and see some of your guys. Maybe, I, I think two things, watch some of your guys, you know, show off on the big stage. Um, mm-hmm. but the other thing is as a rebuilding team, you want to watch out for any of these guys that you, uh, you know, we obviously know the big, the big dogs that are in the, in the, that were in the tourney, but you want to watch some of those guys that you're not, you're, you might be on the bubble about, or you might not totally know everything about. So whenever you don't have that season, when you don't have the world juniors, it just adds a little bit of, um, a little bit of challenge whenever you're starting to scout some young guns coming up, you know? Well, I mean, look. Uh, like you're saying, all of these, we all, we all know the, the usual suspects, right? I mean, guys like a Bob McKenzie to uh, Sam Cosentino and on Sportsnet, you know, all these guys go over these names like all year round. So, I mean, most of us guys that are in these pools are kind of pretty up on at least, if you will, like a first round kind of deal. Anybody that's, uh, that's going to fall into the first round itself. But like you're saying, some of these guys in particular at these tourneys get that chance to shine. Maybe it's that secondary scoring guy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, it, it, it's kind of, it kind of leads you right into our fantasy pools because again, your Matthews, your Patrick Keynes, your Crosby's, I don't need to go over the whole list, but these types of guys, we all know they're going in our, our first few rounds. It's those other guys. It's that secondary scoring. That's that guy who everybody thought may have been a third liner, but is actually a second liner and breaking out. Those are the guys that are going to win you the hockey pools just as kind of those guys are going to are going to be the guys to put you over when it comes to some of these tighter games, Canada, us, Canada, Russia, uh, you know, us, Russia, Sweden thrown in there and Finland with yeah. all these teams making these finals, right? Like it's these secondary guys, maybe not the top guys exactly that tend to get the shine. Of course, the big boys do get their, their cake and, and their apples and all that good stuff. But um, it's again, like you're saying some of those secondary uh, guys that they're talking about, you know, maybe a second or third or fourth rounder potentially in a draft end up being kind of these guys that come out of nowhere and are like, all right, so now I've just went from somewhat of an early third round to potentially a late first rounder. Right. So it's, it's, it's interesting. The big stage, of course, uh, you know, is always going to kind of amplify things a little bit, but you're totally right. I mean, it's, it's at least 
I mean, obviously good for scouting in real life, but like you say, for our fantasy teams, in particular, a team such as your own rebuilding is mm-hmm. definitely putting a lot of stock into that. Uh, and hopefully we do get the chance to see this in June or July come the summertime. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny. I was looking, you know, I'm a proud Canadian boy here. I, uh, <laughs> I loved our team. They were well stacked. I was actually oh, really looking forward to seeing, seeing the U.S. play this year. Um, I thought they had a lot of good guys. They had one of the guys that, you know, I drafted this year. I would have loved to see him out there was Matty Beniers. Oh, um, buddy. I would have loved. He's pretty to special. Him. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, in the NHL. I know he's tearing it up down there in, <laughs> in that stacked Michigan team. Um, that is, that's not, that's really unfair. Actually, that whole team, man, like, oh. seriously, I was taking a look at it the other day. It is kind of nuts down there. Oh, that Johnson. Uh, what is it? Johnson or Johnson? I want to kind of make yeah. sure I'm saying that. Uh, Kent Johnson, I believe it is. Owen Power, Matty Beniers, your guy sitting down there. Like it. And and the thing that kind of scares me a little bit about that, and it, it's scary in a good way. Mm-hmm. These kids, these kids haven't like almost instilled in them. Like these have all been kids who have probably won championships in their junior leagues and so on and so forth and working their way up. Now, we, now all these three kids in particular go to Michigan. Like they're literally dominating that circuit. They're dominating that circuit. Yeah, the, 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 they're playing so well. The it's that winning culture. So oh. to me, you get you get power going to Buffalo. Like, listen, I don't expect these guys to walk through the door and change the franchise, but I think what you're getting is you're going to get guys that are going to go to these teams now, and when they lose. Like they're gonna have it ingrained in them, right? Like, okay, like we hate this goddamn losing stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so, so you're getting these kids that kind of aren't just going along with it. Not to say that many of these kids do, but I mean, when you're playing in all of these programs and you're winning these, uh, you know, these games and you're winning these championships, it's instilling that in these kids. So, I mean, especially with a guy kind of, you know, your man Matty Beniers there going to Seattle this kid's going to get an opportunity out there. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and he's, he's, he's going to have that, that uh, he's going to have that thing. I don't know what to call it, but that thing where he's, he's not going to accept the losing. Like no. it's not to say that he's going to change it all on his own, but nice to have these top guys that are coming in and having that mindset coming into your roster. Especially, especially with a team like uh, the Kraken who, you know, there's not a lot of history there. Like obviously Buffalo is interesting. They've uh, started to look better, at least at the beginning of the season than everybody thought. So I think for a guy like Owen power, he's looking at that going, okay, there's a spark of something here. Um, But, but you know, anybody going to, phoenix or something like that the coyotes <laughs> you're you're gonna be uh you're gonna be looking at that going oh man how are we gonna get out of here um like my well, boy J- jacob chickering um, oh well hey listen things might things might be looking up for him I, I i don't i if i'm if i'm an arizona coyotes fan i'm hoping that they don't make that move right now now as a fantasy owner of the player uh, I I'm sure you're sitting there <laughs> licking your chops oh. and waiting and waiting to see where this guy goes, because this is definitely, I, I really, and I don't think that you're going to, you're thinking is going to be any far off from me. This is the guy he's going to blow up. I he, he's, he's going to have a breakout somewhere along the line. And 
in in all honesty, he's got the skill to do it in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like it, he he just needs to have something around him which he doesn't. He's yeah. got Clayton yeah. Keller and an aging Phil Kessel. Sorry, not happening. You know what I no. mean? One hundred percent. But if he but if he can get his way out of there now, I, I again as a Coyotes fan, I hope they don't do that. Well, not as a Coyotes fan myself. Let me clear that up, folks. Just want to say I'm not any better with the Habs either, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a coach. No, I mean, right now it, it's just kind of a tough place to be. But if they make that move, um, I think there's a lot of fantasy managers out there, including yourself, sir, that will be quite happy with that. Well, and it's, a, you know, at, at least this year for me, it's, you know, clearly I'm in a rebuilding team um, for all your list, listeners. I'm a, I, uh, my record is about two and eight this year. So I'm definitely in a rebuilding season. I have a bunch of young guys, but in a, in a league where we're now, um, you know, starting to cover defensemen a lot more this year has been yeah. a really interesting move. I think, um, I, I like holding on to him. I, like it doesn't hurt me any right now in a rebuilding year. Um, if I were up playing with you guys right now in the, uh, in the, in that tight race, I think it would be a little bit more concerning to me, but for, for a guy like me, um, and you were talking about trades there and who might, who you might go after at one point, that would be a guy, if I were on a, you know, if, if he was on your team, let's say that's somebody that I would probably go after because I could take him off your hands in a bad season, but you know, with a lot of upside. So, yeah, you know. I, uh... Well, I mean, and the nice thing about a rebuilding team, and I mean, I went through it for a few years myself, is exactly that, right? Like, you're not in any kind of a position where you need to move anyone. Like, look, you're you're doing the same thing as anybody else. I'll make a trade if it improves my team. Like, that's you know the old adage from everyone, including in the real in the real NHL. But having said that, I mean you have that luxury where, okay, he's having a bad season. He's on a bad team. Let's see how this plays out. Maybe he stays there. Maybe they start to get some pieces. I mean, I'm sure you're probably leaning a little bit more to a trade only because of the time frame that that would take. But again, still, you, yeah, the player himself is allowing you to kind of hold and, and wait a little bit. He, he's so skilled. I mean, the guy is so skilled. He, I mean, I just said it earlier. The guy can potentially get it done in Phoenix, as long as he gets some pieces, but um, yeah, I mean, he's certainly that type of file, uh, you know, you're mentioning trades there um, where you may want to look into that file and acquire that player. If you're someone who maybe is at the, you know, the bottom half of your league daily fantasy or weekly, whatever it may be, this, this is definitely going to be a good pickup for you. If, uh, if you can make it happen, especially if you're that team that is looking for those, uh, those young, uh, young up and coming players. Yeah, 100%. And I, you know, it's funny, we're going back to the world juniors and, you know, guys joining, you know, the teams that guys that just don't have it ingrained in them that they don't like to lose. I've always, I've always wondered that when a guy gets picked, you know, first round, first overall, or in the top three, you're going to a team that is trying to get back in it. And uh, I always wonder how that psyche goes, you know, going from being the top of the crop coming out of, you know, uh, juniors to being in a, yeah. in a league where, you know what, um, you're going to have to grind it out for a couple of years. Um, but you never know every so often. Like uh, I, I heard you guys talking a couple of weeks ago about this being a young man's league, um, a young guy's league. And, and that's, that's it. These young guys are starting to make a bigger impact. Um, guys like Trevor Zegras and, you know, yeah. these young kids that are like, you don't, 
you 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 expected them to be a little bit longer before they got here, but I think you yeah. know, speed, uh, creativeness, um, you know, just the, the 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 grinding to win and and that off season, you know, all these kids are are they're just grinded out in the off season, just trying to get better and better yeah. and better. I mean, they're they're ready. They're ready at like age fifteen and sixteen. I mean. You know, I'll, I'll I'll pick this little snippet out here. I, I've got Carter Hart and I've had him in our, our pool for a couple of years here now. Um, you know, I, I certainly hope that things work out for the kid. It's been a little bit of a rough go here for a good two years now, it seems. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope for him. But all this to say, I mean, this guy had a um, um, mental sports psychologist or, or sports psychologist. I Pardon me if I'm not saying the right term. At like 10 years old. At yep. 10 years old, Scott. So, I mean... <laughs> you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, if this kid's doing that at 10 years old, like he's ready, yeah. he, he he's ready in regards to the, the, the mental, the mental part of it, going through the world juniors, being the man kind of getting to Philadelphia. Now, of course, things have to work out a little bit. He's a young goaltender. These guys are the best hockey players in the world. You leave them. We all know you leave them a sliver, a sliver in that top corner. They're hitting it nine, nine times out of 10. Yeah. So when I say he's ready, yes, he's mentally ready. He's prepared to get to the NHL. Now, if things work out great numbers wise and so on and so forth, I think the kid has shown well, but I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. These guys are so ready when they come in there. You mean to tell me anybody in the league would have tried what Zegers did the other night? Yeah, I know like, that was like, wild. That's wild. And you know what? It's brash and it's absolutely and utterly the perfect thing for the game. Like, listen, I, I, I've got a little bit of both eras, you know, kind of the whole, uh, you know, born in the seventies. So I didn't get much of that, but of course the eighties rough and tumble a little yep. bit high scoring the whole nine yards, you get to New Jersey in the trap in the early 2000s. I've seen a, a good spectrum of the gamut here, but I'll tell you what, like the creativity that we're seeing right now, I'm all for it. You're like, give me more of it. Like, you know, somebody's like, well, it's going to get boring. Are you kidding me? Oh, I don't no. care. Well, this show is show me tw- show me twelve of those things, man. On on the next TSN highlight reel. Like for me, it, it's I'm I'm all over it. Well, and you know what's it's interesting, you know. And I know, you know, obviously we're talking hockey here, but this is what basketball went through. Basketball was very yeah. technical for a long time, and then guys started being creative, started doing things, and like it made the game way more fun. It's in, you you just want to see what they're going to do next. It's um, just, it's just where it goes. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to be so generalistic in saying that, like, listen, dad, whoever, <laughs> like, it's not, it's not your NHL anymore. It's yeah. not your NBA anymore. It, it's, it, it's going along with the times and, and just how society is. I mean, these kids are brash. They're just flat out brash period. Like, I mean, and, listen to Zegris in the world juniors before he even got to the NHL. Yeah. He was talking smack about Canada before he got, <laughs> even got to the league. Yeah. Now this guy's in the league and asking guys for a hundred bucks if he wins a face off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what? But that that's needed. And if some people are like, listen, you got to earn your way and this, you know what? To me, he's earning his way. If he's sitting there asking you for a hundred dollars, if he beats you on the face off. Yeah. Beat him. 100%. You want to shut him. You want to shut him up? Beat him. Yeah. Beat him at the yep. face off then. And, and so they, add, I, they add a lot of fun to the game. I think, you know, like I'm like you, man, I grew up in the 70s or well, born in the seventies. I, uh, late seventies there, and yep. uh, and uh, you know I was a Scott Stevens fan. I was a big oh, fan man. of those like open ice, 
sort of just try try to come across the blue line, see what happens. Kind yeah. of it's kind of game. I one of my favorite guys was Theo Fleury. I loved the yeah. little guy bashing it away in front of the net, just banging away. I love that kind of stuff. But you know, I think we've come a long way since then. We've really learned that, you know, the, the, while it's amazing and fun to watch, the repercussions <laughs> of those kind of things are yep. last a long, long time. But like somebody showboating or, or you know, uh, you know, running off like a egress, but then backing it up with probably one of the goals I, of the year. I mean, nobody yeah. gets hurt. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I love it. We need more and more and more of it. I think it's going to you be, know what uh, it, you know what it is. The thing of it is, is these guys get butt hurt, right? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, if you're the defenseman sitting there, you just got played, man. Like it, it is what it is. Like, just, just take it. You got walked. Uh, it's the same, the same thing as that. Like, I mean, if you get beat by a great hockey play, like you just got beat. Okay. Move on. Like, you know, maybe your guy does it three weeks from now. Who knows? But I mean, it, it is what it is. It's great to have. It's unfortunate we didn't have the juniors uh, at their usual time. I certainly hope for somebody like you, buddy, that we do get a chance to see them uh, in the summertime. Uh, side note, I hope they get the uh, women's under 18 and they kind of jam, jam it all together. Let's see if they can make it happen. Um, but you know what? Uh, kind of touching a little bit on the, uh, the Olympics here. Uh, why don't we just kind of throw it around to uh, around the league in 30 plays, my man? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, Let's get do it. it and get and get into it a little bit with the uh, the, the Olympics and the uh, the World Juniors. Of course, uh, NHL and the NHLPA officially pulled out of the Olympics, so that kind of, you know, I mean, it sucks. Let's just call it what it is. There, it it, it does suck. Period. Uh, a lot of guys wanted to go. A lot of guys are were still kind of pushing as of uh, you know a few days ago, figuring out how they can get in uh, through loopholes and so on and so forth. But of course, the NHL will just slam that shut. Um, but you know, listen, I, it gives them a chance to reschedule these games. Um, I'm trying to get a, you know, look at a positive here in any way, uh, shape that I can, they're going to be able to fill things in a little bit. Uh, I think they're still going to have some problems with arenas and, 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 uh, in regards to being able to get those, some of those dates. Uh, and of course, with the COVID issues up here in Canada, uh, they're really trying to move some games around. I mean, I know. In particular, uh, there's a Montreal-Boston game that got moved from Montreal down into Boston because they can actually get the reno- revenue out of it. Uh, so I, it's it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out over the next little while. Uh, of course, we did touch on the World Juniors, and I think everybody's hoping that we can get that uh, into the summer uh, as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's not. It's go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I, it, it was. You know what? I'm of two minds of this with the Olympics. Um, obviously, uh, as a fan of hockey or sports in general, you want to watch the top players go against the top players, like yeah. on the world stage. There's nothing better than that. However, it just seems like this year everything was working against them for that. Everything, oh, yeah, man. And and as a result, um, you know, a part of me, I'm actually. I'm a fan of the NHL, obviously. Um, And I was, I, yeah, part of me looks at this and goes, you know what? At least this is going to keep, this should help keep the NHL season on the rails. And nobody's going to get terribly sick. Nobody's going to get stuck over there, um, which I know is a big, big concern for a lot of teams. I know the general managers, there's no way they wanted them over there right now. Um, It was interesting to see a guy like Bergeron. 
uh, or not Bergeron, sorry. Um, uh, oh, uh, Marshaw. Marshaw, thank you. I got my, I got my bees mixed up. Um, <laughs> uh, it was interesting to see Marshawn speak out about it. And, you know, just, I, I love seeing the passion these guys have for the oh, country. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing, but you know what? It is what it is. We're not going. Um, so now they can fill out a couple of these seasons. What I think will be interesting or a couple of these games and makeup games. What I actually think will be interesting. And this is where, I'm curious where this goes is if they move some of these Canadian games down to the States where they can get full, full barns and then later on come back up, you know, in the end of the season where they might have like, they might have two or three weeks of just home games at that rate. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that works for some of these teams that are gunning for the playoffs. Well, I, and I think that's what we're all waiting for, especially us Canadian fans of our Canadian teams, right? Like, they're they're playing some of these games at home uh where where and when they can um you know i I believe the leafs just played uh in in toronto the other night there but i again hardly any anybody in in the uh, the arena so on and so forth it's almost like a waiting pattern right now right like i'm sure they have a kind of a decent idea in the background what's going on there's reschedule going on every day the master schedule i'm sure is flipping at a at a uh, crazy rate right now but i mean i just hope that they can i i really do hope most importantly i guess no matter how it kind of shakes down super long home stands whatever the case is i hope they can get the 82 games in yes now uh, in, uh, now, I, I don't I don't want them to necessarily do that at the expense of injury and, and, and players getting hurt, uh, you know, like uh, four or four and, or five and seven like that, this kind of thing. Right. Uh, I, I hope they don't have to get to that. I just hope that there's a way where they can figure out getting the 82 games in and, and getting a full season in that way. We'll see how it all plays out. I think they can do it especially with that time off from the, from the Olympics. But Hey, listen, that's why I'm kind of a hockey fan with this podcast sitting in my house right now. And I'm not some guy at the NHL offices figuring all this out. Right. So easy for me to say on this end, but I certainly hope that they can figure it out. And, and, you know, I, I, I would also hope that they kind of balance it out. Like this game that's being moved from Montreal and going to Boston. Like, I hope they can figure out a way to flip something back over anyway. Uh, you know, he's again, so easy for us to say here about what we hope and what we want, but I mean, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure right now they're racking their brains out in regards to figuring this stuff out at the NHL offices. Well, if you're, if this is, if this is, you know, going to happen, uh, you'd rather it happen at this point in the season than later on in the season, right? Where they don't have, Absolutely. They, they don't have the space to make that creativity. don't have the space to figure out how to, you know, maybe you do have to jam, you know, three games into four nights or something like that. But at least now you can plan that out a little bit better. If you had to do yeah. that at the end of the season, it would be, it would be, it would be a bad place. Oh, I hear you. I definitely hear you on that. I mean, let, shifting a little bit here from all of the, uh, the COVID news and the, and the, uh, the missed games and everything. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that um, winter classic uh, a couple of yeah, days yeah. ago here. Are you sorry? Yesterday, a couple of days ago. Wow, I'm, <laughs> I, you lose track of time during the holidays, folks. Um, but I mean, that uh, Winter Classic was pretty sweet for me. The bit, like, listen, hockey fan, love it, love seeing the outdoors, the whole nine yards. I've seen these before, so I mean, it loses. Um, I don't want to say loses its luster, but been there, done that. So, but what really kind of got me is the jerseys again, man. Yeah, like I, I, I love that Minnesota jersey. 
I was just cool yeah. as shit, man. I loved it. I mean, St. Louis, they've had that one before. They, they've used that alternate before. And I really, really love the old school uh, St. Louis as well. But uh, on top of everything, it was a pretty damn cold night out there, man. Minus oh, 22. It was. Well, the other nice, this, it might have been cold, but Jordan Cairo was heating things up. Oh, oh man. man. That's an interesting kid. Talk about a breakout, eh? Oh. Like this, this guy had a little bit of an injury history to kind of start things off. It was a little kind of puttering along here. You know, you, you could see flashes of great play, but wow. Yeah. Like the talk about a microcosm of his season in one game, right? Like yeah. he's had a really, really solid season from start to finish. If you didn't get on the bandwagon early, you kind of really missed out. And he just goes off. It goes off again. In that winter classic, he got guy has four points, most points in any winter classic uh, yeah. to date. So I mean, good on the kid. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I believe somebody has him I'm... in their in their taxi squad, though. Oh, in the I taxi? So. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate it. I, I'm sure it's not me. I'm sure it's not me because <laughs> it's I remember definitely this. not me. Oh my god! But I, I mean, I, he, he's out there, and I believe he's available in he... our in our pool, which. Which is quite interesting, but hey, taxi squads are taxi squads, right? Yeah, he's on the apocalypse taxi squad. Um, oh Lord! <laughs> yep, of course. Well, the nice thing—the nice thing about it, at least—is we get a chance to to nab this in the uh, midseason because nobody gets to keep anybody from the taxi squad, fortunately yeah. or unfortunately, wherever you may uh, may view these uh, these decisions. But um, it will be an interesting midseason for us too here. It will so, be. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Like, huh. but definitely a guy like Jordan Cairo ends up being on my like on my radar this year. You know, twenty three years a old, thirty two points so far. Um, like just just a beast year. Um, you know, in only twenty nine games played. Like you got a guy like that who, it's funny how that works out, right? You know, they end up falling yeah. to the mid season, and then you get in there, and you're like, wow, there were some really good gems here still. Um, and you know what? And we were talking about that on the episode with uh, that we had with Joel, where our our league's so different that way from like a daily league, right? Like a daily league, this guy would have been picked up sometime in mid October, right? Like yep. uh, you know, six six games in if he wasn't already. But because of our setup, I mean, and, and I really do think it makes our league uh, a, a better league that way. Because case in point, now he comes off of Joel's taxi squad. You, if I'm not mistaken, are sitting with potentially the first pick in the midseason. Yep. Uh, you know, every everybody in their dog has seen what he's done. Everybody in their dog has every right to think that you're going to pick him. And as well, you should. I mean, I'd have to go over it. Maybe there is actually somebody better out there, but nobody really comes to mind for what you're looking for. So, I mean, it, it's so it's so different that way. And I find it's it's it offers so much more parity that you're, you know, you're able to get that guy. And we don't have to sit at a computer 24 hours a day, hoping to snag that guy off waivers from another guy or trying to do it at three o'clock in the morning. Like some of my pools do. And you're just like, listen, I'm not getting up at four in the morning to pick a player up, man. It's just not happening. You know? Well, I I agree. And one of the things that I love and, you know, you know, full, full transparency, full cards on the table here. Sometimes I'm looking out there to pick up guys that I know I can turn this year, that I can get a pick, that I can, sure. you know, somebody that somebody out there that I know you guys are going to want in a, in a in a race to the finish, and maybe he's not going to be on my team forever. But you can't do that in 
in other, in in a daily league like that. Yeah. Um, I find, you know, what I love about our leagues are the trades and the like, the strategies that go with that, and and you know, you, you know, guys finding finding a little like spark of a guy and going, you know what, I'll take a flyer on him and see what happens. And I mean, the thing of it is too, is because you're not able to flip that on a daily basis, like we'll talk about anybody's team, yours or mine. I can't go out. Okay. I'm, I'm in a fight here. I can't go out unless, unless you make a trade. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of November, if, if I have an issue, I, I go to the waivers all you want. You're yep. not picking anybody up. Like, you're going to have to start looking at the other seven GMs and you're going to have to start figuring something out if you think you need to make that happen. Whereas yep. in a daily league, it's like, my guy's hurt. Let's go over here. Yep. Pop this guy in here for a day or a day and a half. Yep. And then you're, you know, you're moving on to the next guy. Yeah. So it, it offers those, those bottom, those bottom teams, the chance to really get a, a large a sample size of what's going on in the, in those players that they're looking for. And it, it, I mean, whatever way you want to put it, it kind of keeps them away from teams like me right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like it it should go to someone like you. It it shouldn't, you know, I love daily fantasy. I enjoy it guys, but I got to say like, again, I'm not getting up at four 30 in the morning (laughs) to make sure I get a guy off the waivers when he, when he becomes available. Yep. Like I'm just not that guy. And obviously there are guys out there like that. And, you know, maybe it's just because I'm so used to our pool, but I so much prefer the way our setup is both in, in allowing for action through trades. And in most cases, the proper player going to the proper organization, right. as long right. as that, as long as that GM is doing his or her homework. Yeah. And listen, like I was, I was in, daily leagues like that for a long time loved it the strategy is interesting but you yeah. have to have the time you have to have the time you do scouting constantly and uh you know i find it's, it's tough it can be tough yep it can be tough and i find you know what as as uh you know with kids and everything else and you want to stay <laughs> deep into it you can't you you're at a disadvantage um if, if, yep. if you're not staying as close as you possibly can, but uh, you know, getting back to our league, I think, you know, what I, what I love is, you know, right now this year has been one of the most interesting years and in watching you guys duke it out there for, you know, aside from Tom, everybody else is in a race. We're kind of, well, we're, we're so jammed up. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've got some, some GMs who know exactly like, Look, you're going through a rebuild. So in we'll say this in a general sense. Most weeks we we know how most weeks we know how it will go. Not saying that to be mean in any way, mm-hmm. just being mm-hmm. realistic. But it, it your team is that type of team. And you know what, Marty, I, I always felt Marty kind of had a little bit of this type of team who happened to be your team as well back in the day with the yep, brands yep. as co-owners. Uh you 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 don't know what you're going to get. Like, <laughs> I find Marty, I find yours and Marty's teams when you were with the Brigands, they could kind of go off for 50 just as well as they could go off for 20. And you're in that same situation because yes, rebuilding team, there's going to be some rough nights, so on and so forth. But, but if you start naming off, just forget totals, forget point totals, just start naming off the roster, right? 
like you're start getting some real solid players here and yeah. and the pedigree and the pedigree is there too like i mean look i mean i know i know zegers is sitting on your lineup there Th- that's a guy right now that you can completely hang your hat on yeah. you're like listen as long as this guy gets the continuous opportunity this guy has the moxie this guy has what it takes to be a player and I'm talking about your 75, 80 point player here. Yeah. Like I'm sure that you're starting to see, you know, some, some, uh, hopefully some skill from this guy that is showing you that that's coming. So, I mean, yeah, I, we've, I've gone down your roster time and again, and it's, it, again, it's just a matter of time now, right? Because of where you are, what you decided to do, and now you're making the right moves in that plan. You know, what's, um, <laughs> this is how, uh, I, I think this is ridiculous that I that I think like this, but this is how our league is because I know you, I know everybody else is going to appreciate this. So you know, um, for those for those who don't listen all the time, I was uh, Marty and I um, had had the Brigands for a long time. We were um, you know co-owners for quite a while, and then I got the chance uh, last year, I guess, to to take over a team as somebody left, and. Uh, you know, uh, with that, there was a lot, there was some really good base players there that, you know, Adam Fox, I thought I heard you guys talking about him last week or two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm st- uh, dude, I'm still coming for him. I'm coming <laughs> keep, for him. Keep coming. I, keep I don't, coming. Listen, I'm always man, open I, to I, talking. I <laughs> perfect, buddy. Perfect. <laughs> but, you know, like I had some, some, some interesting guys there, but I also have some trades that I had to deal with that, uh, you know, in order to get back in it. So one yeah. of the things that I just, I, I'm giving myself, I need two years. So next year I have all my picks the year after I don't have my first round pick. And so, which is the Connor Bernard year, which will be an interesting one. So like I am trying to be, my goal (laughs) is to not be in the bottom that year or else I'll just be kicking myself for days and days and days. Either that, or you are going to go after that pick. Like it's oh, nobody's business. Man. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Although it's uh, the apocalypse have it right now. So I don't think I would be getting it back. Well, you know, I you never know. Not. I mean, you never know. Hey, but, listen, uh, listen, I, I was in that position before and I, it's, it's such a weird position to be in because you're like, God damn, I'm in a rebuild. I would really like to fall a little bit further here, yes. but there's no goddamn way I'm giving this guy my <laughs> friggin' pick. So I know exactly where yeah. you are. I hope that it all works out for you for sure. And you know what? I mean, listen, if things continue the way they're, they're trending for your team, uh, I think we're pretty safe. I think it's a safe assumption to say that you won't be in the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, somewhere in the bottom four potentially, yeah. but I certainly think that he's going to have a hard time getting that first overall pick. Yeah. Uh, especially with the team that you got, like you've got the, the pieces you need to move forward here. Goaltending defense. I mean, your defense is defense pretty, is stacked. Pretty, I... pretty sweet, man. Like yeah. for Rinsky. a team that's on the rebuild. Yeah, man. That were Inski, like, Fox, you know, Chikrin we talked about, Provorov, and got, if, you know. And, and guys that are going to do well in the system that we put in this year, which is two points for a goal. Exactly. Like, I mean, Wierenski, if you, if, and I'm sure you've gone over the stats, Wierenski is one of those guys over the last, you know, you want to say maybe three to five years, I'll say. This yep. is a guy that's definitely got some, uh, some goal scoring from a defenseman uh over the past little bit so he was a, a nice little uh ad for sure 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it'll be, you know, talking about the league and looking around the league as, as we were, I think the interesting bit is goaltending. You know, how do you, this is yeah. a, this league goaltending is so interesting. And I find it, you know, I think you're looking at a league that is, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the NHL, not our fantasy league, but you know, I think you're looking at a league that. It's in the middle of a transition. We talked about the younger guys switching over to those kind of yeah. guys. And, you know, you know, obviously we got the McDavid's and the dry sidles and all that kind of yeah. stuff, but you've got these young guys coming up in the goaltending category is the interesting one for me, because I think you got guys who are, you know, it used to take quite a long time for goalies to really get going, not till they're 28, 29. Yeah. Now you're starting to see it a little bit closer to 25 and, you know, some of these guys coming through and, um, it, and as a fantasy owner, it really makes it tough. You're you're kind of you're kind of um, you're 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 taking shots in the dark at times with these guys. Well, you, well, you know what? It's funny you kind of mentioned that, and we can kind of actually segue a little a little bit into uh, something I wanted to touch on really quickly, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 of course, uh, like you're saying in regards to goaltending, I mean, Thatcher Demko is playing off the charts. Uh, this guy is just as good as anyone else in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the kid's 25 or 26, I think it may be 26 years old. And listen, uh, pushed, pushed uh, Holpie out. You, you, you thought Holpie may be sticking around because of the type of money they were giving him. No way. They went with the young kid, uh, you know, to kind of build around this team and, I mean, that's a team that's full of confidence right now, for sure. Of course, oh. eight, one and one, eight, one and one in their last 10. I don't need to repeat what everybody else in their dog is talking about with Boudreaux. That's been a complete uh, switch. But uh, yeah, it seems to me regards- like they, sh- they should have listened to the fans a long time ago when they were shouting for, uh, for well, the GM. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I, 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 uh, I'll mention that I was watching the broadcast last night and, and the, uh, the hockey night in Canada boys were sitting there and I think it was Elliot that was mentioning something in regards to like, was it really, was it really that, that bad that it was the coach? Like, I mean, you know, they, everybody says, everybody says what they're supposed to say, you know, we're sad to see the coach go and so on and so forth. But he was kind of alluding to like, yeah, the even the players were basically trying to give management, uh, you know, uh, a, a heads up here. Like, we need a change, man. Yeah. So, well, I think I it's mean, one of those un- things, you know, when you're, and I, I, I think it's actually even more so in like these COVID times when there's a whole bunch of uncertainty to begin with and you've got you know you're in a system that's not working for you and clearly that system wasn't working and the more you're in it and the fans were turning on them i think a jersey got thrown on the ice like it was bad news so i do think like i expected this to be them to get maybe a little coach bump coach change bump yeah absolutely uh, but this doesn't look like a bump to me this looks like a turned around team now I'm still skeptical of their chances of getting in the playoffs, to be perfectly honest. I, I, you know, this is a, this is a nice little run they're on. I'm still very skeptical of their ability to get into the playoffs, but you got guys like Miller, um, JT Miller's really starting to turn that around. You got Besner who's starting to come into play. Um, I know he's on COVID protocol or injured or something right now, but um, 
you know, all of these guys. That, and then, of course, you got Demko who's standing on their head. And, you know, oh my God. You, you know, it's your team goes the way the goalie goes. I'm the Sens fan. I know exactly what that's all about. Um, <laughs> well, we'll be getting into that, that uh, a little bit with you, too, there shortly, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm, 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 it's, it's nice to see them turn it around. I'm not, I'm not convinced that they're playoff ready yet. I think that well, West has some really interesting teams in it. Well, I mean, as well as they played, right? Like I'm looking at the Pacific division right now. So you got Vegas, I mm-hmm. mean, doing what they're doing, what they should be doing and only going to get better whenever Eichel comes in. Uh, Anaheim super surprise tees, uh, team of the, of the year. Uh, I talked about them a couple of weeks ago, uh, Calgary, uh, you know, it, you got Calgary, Edmonton, and you even throw Los Angeles in there. Uh, and San Jose isn't playing the worst hockey in the face of the earth either. So the situation for the, for the Canucks, like you're mentioning, they're playing great. Like they're going on the run. And I think this is going to, um, I don't want to say fully continue the way it's going. They're going to come back down earth a little bit, but mm-hmm. I do think that, that this is going to be a pretty solid team here the rest of the year. But I do think that there's just too much to come o- to get over uh, in regards to that particular division. And then again, right, you're not even uh, looking over into the central St. Louis and they are playing dominant hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Nash- Nashville, Minnesota, uh, Colorado. And, you're, you know, you're not hearing Colorado at the top of the charts yet either. You know, I think they're, win- they're such a better team than they've let on. And I mean, they, oh. only, have, they only have 28 games played, so they've got a bunch of games in hand. But I think Colorado's a a very dominant team. There's some teams out there that I find are kind of snakes in the grass right now. And I know I'm probably hanging on to this too much because it was one of my predictions at the start of the year, but I seriously think that if the Islanders can find any semblance of scoring like three goals a game that these guys can get back into it, but they just are dried up offensively. So it'll be interesting to see. I kind of, I kind of see like teams like that, like a Colorado, right? They're just not getting a lot of the play, but you look at it 18 and eight, 679 winning percentage. Like it's there, man. Like it's all there, but with such a weird year, you know, they've got like five games less played than St. Louis. So there will be a lot of things as long as the season plays out in full that will correct themselves. I think by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, good, but good on them. Like I gotta get, you gotta give them a little bit of a, of a kudos here. I mean, I know Joel's a huge fan of the Canucks, so he must be thrilled to see what's been going on there the last little while. Yeah. And, you know, all the, all the power to them. And listen, Boudreaux's done this before, you know, they were talking about it on the broadcast last night, the hockey night in Canada broadcast this guy, we just need more of him right now, right? Like anything this guy does is anything he touches right now is gold. And I mean, oh. he just has that team believing that, listen, we're not some horrible team. We have a good team. Uh, are they playoff bound? I don't know. But I, I do think that they have the pieces in place to make it happen. And I think that the guy who's at the, the helm now is definitely giving them the confidence to do that. Yeah, I they're a team that I think next year, and I'm not counting. Obviously, I I still think they're going to have a hard time getting in there. That's just me, but you know, hey, <laughs> I've been wrong before. Um, but I look at it. I look at them next year. 
that's a team that I would be worried about next year, having a full season with Boudreaux, having a, having a preseason with Boudreaux, whatever moves they're going to make this year. Um, Peter, Peterson and Hughes being there for the whole training. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of come in a little bit late and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to have hurt Hughes so much, but I think it's definitely playing a little bit. And in the injury as well to Peterson yeah. is obviously, you know, playing in that as well. But, I, th- I think you're right that that little bit, just that little extra bit of maturity, uh, you know, I certainly hope they keep a guy like JT Miller around as well. But having said that, if they start falling out of the playoffs, could be a nice little trade ship along, but so we'll see, we'll see, Yep. but, uh, but lots of good things going on in Vancouver and, and, and you know what, I mean, uh, good on them. Yep. We're, uh, we're not going to give them any more airtime and that's because <laughs> And that's because we are getting to a new segment only for this week, but it's a new <laughs> segment and it is our segment since Alice Habs. <laughs> so whether you like it or don't like it, folks, that's what I came up with this afternoon. And that's what we're frigging going with. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, so that's it's, the end. To me, that's it's an out of the of that. park. That's an out of the park. That's an out of the Thanks, park. buddy. I yeah. thought so. I thought so. And so did the little lady. And you know what? <laughs> We're going with it. That's yeah. the end of that. Yeah. Now, in regards to your sense, why don't you go ahead and take it away here and give us a little bit of a rundown on what's going on down there in the nation's yeah. capital. Yeah, I, th- I think um, you're looking at a team, you know, let's let's start off, you know, this season a little bit more disappointing than we thought it was going to be. Now, that okay. being said, you know, I, I thought they would take a step. I really did think they were going to take a bigger step this year. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm, all, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be in the med- the squishy middle. I want to be either at the, I want to be okay. picking players or I want to be in the playoffs. That's where I want to be. And so, you know, I think this is a team that can easily get there. Um, we, you know, to me, everybody's going to talk about Brady Kachuk. He's a great player. He has that energy. He's captain material four days. But if I, you know, look beyond him, I look at guys like Batherson. I look like at guys like Fermentin, who I think is, is a rock star, I, right? You know, I, I got to admit before you go any further, I got to say that Batherson guys, anybody who has this kid in any hockey pool, you grab onto those rings and you hold on tight because I, I, and I, and I could be totally wrong here, but I just honestly think this guy is going, he may not hit superstar status. This may not be a hundred point guy, mm-hmm. but to me, this is a real, real solid 80, 80 point, uh, 85 point guy. I really, really believe in it. I think he's going to be a star player with hey, depending on how things work out, this may be a guy that pushes you up there. 90. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go that far, but I, I believe in this kid, and I've said this before on the program. Uh, I'll let you get right back to the sends as soon as I say, when you train with Crosby, Marchand, and Nathan McKinnon in Nova Scotia in the summertime, you're not training with, with uh, guys who are just going out there for fun. They're extremely serious about what they're doing out there, and that is going to rub off on this kid. So you know what? Top, top of the morning to you and your sons in regards to this player. Cause he is going to be something else guys. I, th- I think he's going to be your biggest point producer. He won't be your heart and soul guy. We all know who that is, yep. but he's going to be your biggest point producer. Yeah. For me, a guy like him and Josh Norris, who I just think is yeah. Norris is a killer too. We'll see what happened with Pinto. 
as we get going. Um, Stutzla is Stutzla. You got to love yeah. where this kid is growing. It's taking a little bit longer. You know, every time I think about a kid who takes a little bit longer to grow, and I remember this so well. I was living in Ottawa at the time when Spezza, when Spezza yeah. joined, and they kept him in the minors for a long time before they brought yeah. him up. They let him mature a while and look, you know, he's still, he's still a great player. And so, yeah. you know, for me, a guy like, you know, in, and then you look down in the, in, in, um, in Belleville and it's just ridiculous what they got coming. Now, the problem is what do you, how do you shore up goaltending? How do you, you know, you've got Gustafson, you've got a couple of um, other guys who are coming up, think could be good, yeah. but, but, you know, the, unfortunately, Matt Murray is just, it's not working out here. And, and, you know, I was all in, I was all in, not only when they brought him over, but when they signed him to an extension, I was in. And it's just, it's just for whatever reason, not working. Well, I mean, in first in regards to Murray, um, of course I'm a Habs fan. So, I mean, I'm not as invested in, in what the senators have going uh, per se, but as a hockey fan, when they, when they made that trade, I was all in for that. I was all in for that. I can't say I was fully in for the term and money, but, right. but in, in, you know what I, what I mean when sometimes you just have to, you have to do it. I mean, what else did they have kind of going on at the moment? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, 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 you're kind of, listen, we're just going to have to pay with pay and play with what we got here. I'm not close enough to know exactly where his development is. There's something in me that wants to say, get rid of Murray, bring in this Gustafson's kid, bring in this Forsberg guy. Let's let, let's let these two kids run with it here. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's see if somebody can make something out, out of nothing. You know, maybe you can sign uh, uh, Forsberg to a couple of years at some, some decent kind of money. Give, uh, give Gustafson a little bit more uh, development time. I know they've got a monster down in the minors in Mad Sogard, I think his name yep. is. Uh, yep. This kid is like 6'7". If I'm not mistaken, he's pushing over 200 pounds. Big goaltender. You know, he's going to be able to fill the net. Does he have the skill to go along with it? We'll see uh, as we move along here. But you, I will say this. I find it kind of funny, of course, talking every week with Marty about his Oilers, and recently he has been all over them. I've actually defended them just a smidgen here uh, with their injuries over the last little while in the defensive end. But in regards to your sense, I do want to say this, and I've said it on the program before too. If I'm a sense fan right now, I'm actually quite pleased with, with what's going on. And what I mean by that is this, folks. for ba- When they went through their COVID issues, there was a good solid almost seven days to about nine or eight days where they should not have been playing hockey games. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they put a stop to it. So you're talking about almost a good solid month here where things were, let's, let's call it what it was. A wrench was thrown into the Ottawa senators plans playing who's in, who's out, who's available, what's going on. So to me, where they are right now, and and with the injuries to a Josh Norris uh, in particular. Uh, sorry, not Norris, but uh, Pinto, my bad. Yep. He was your second-line center. Was that putting a lot of stock into your second-line center? Yes, it was. But again, this is where our team is at. I would rather they play a guy like Pinto and you know face the consequences of having a hard go with it when one guy kind of goes out. Uh, you know, you're going to get a better pick at the end of the day anyway. Yep. Uh, all that good stuff. 
And one thing I do want to mention as well in regards to the sense, and I still go to this and maybe I'm beating a dead horse. When Pierre Dorio said the rebuild is <laughs> over, you made the biggest mistake and you put the most amount of pressure on that hockey team that you could have ever done yeah. to me, to me, that rebuild is not over. The rebuild basically isn't over in my opinion, until you're the guy that's buying at the trade deadline and not selling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you make that tipping point, now you can say your rebuild is over and we're making moves to, to, to get to the elite of the league here. So yeah. I really think that set them back, but I mean, you know what, let me, let me ask you that question. What did you think as a Senators fan in that position? Uh, so two things. I, at the time, I thought, you know what? I, I think he might be right. We got a stacked, okay. we've got a stacked Belleville team. We've got a really good bunch of guys up front um, to the point where I'm like, if they're going to make a move, I don't know which one of these guys I'd be willing to get rid of. I hear um, you. The goaltending has always been an issue. So I, but to me, that's not a rebuild issue. That is a, we made a bet on a guy and it didn't go yeah. well. And that's just hockey. That's the business. That's the way it goes. Um, I also took it as, listen, it's not to me, a rebuild is you're trying to get those top picks. You're trying to get those young yeah. guys. You're developing for four years out, stuff like that. Three, four years out. I think he, he's looking at this going, we're done with that part of it now. Okay. We have to develop this team. This is, we're in the development phase of it and we've got the players we want. Um, obviously we're still going to go out and try to get great guys and, you know, signing Shabbat and keeping him there for a while. And like, you've yeah. got the core. And to me, it was also one of those things where you were in that year of trying to sign Kachuk and trying to sign these guys yeah. to longer term contracts. So you, you, you got to put that kind of, you got to put out a, uh, a, a vibe that says, you know what, we're in this, we're ready to go. We're coming at you. Okay. Um, and so I think that's kind of how I took it. I, again, 100% with you. I think it might've put a lot of pressure on these guys, but it's Ottawa. It's not, it's not Toronto where you have the media looking at you at every game. It's not, you know, Edmonton where the expectations are through the roof to begin with. Um, so I think, you know, did it, did it hurt the guys? Maybe a little bit, but I think what it more would to me was a message that, Hey, these guys are, this is, this is our group that we're really, really believe in. And, and now we just need to develop. Um, I'm curious. The part that I'm curious about is how much of a leash DJ Smith gets. That's my, that's my big question mark in this. How long well, does like, that leash go? Like the, I mean, if you're looking at it in regards to, okay, what kind of bullets does Dorio have? That's definitely one of them. Yep. And I, and I think we can honestly say like when Ottawa gets to where you want Ottawa to be, DJ Smith is not going to be yeah. your coach anyway. So yep. we, we know how this story is going to play out. It's just a matter of when, right? Yep. <clears throat> but I, it's interesting to hear you say it that way too. Like, I mean, I, I could understand. And you know what? The way I said it is, the way I said it to Marty on the previous episode was maybe he should have said that inside the dressing room sure. and just not let anything get out publicly so that he kind of, like you're saying, he kind of says to the guys, okay, look, like the days of losing like eight, nine games, 10 games in a row here, guy, like it's over. Right. So 
So we got to get our, our, you know, our asses serious here and we're moving into that next phase. So I can, I can very much understand that. I think it, I think for me, it was the public part of it. Right. Yeah. Is that it just kind of now your sense fans are like, Oh, okay. Like he's, he's behind this team so much that, all right, it's the playoffs now. Like, and, and let's face it, it could be quite difficult to get there this particular year uh, with everything going on, obviously. And with the way they had, they were hit by COVID, but I, I like where this team is, Scott. I, I really do. Um, the other, the one big thing for me that I'm really, really uh, uh, thrilled about from a, a financial point of view for this team, you're, you've got Batherson for another six years. Yeah. Dude, it's under $5 million. I know. know. 4.975. I'm looking at it on cap friendly right now. And he did that with Shabbat as well. If I go and check out Shabbat, I'm sure it's going to be something that's more than uh, than uh, digestible. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? If this kid gets anywhere to where I think he's going to be, you're going to have an 85-point player for under $5 million. Yeah. Like, yep. you're going to be able to go out and either get a free agent if Melnick has the wherewithal and the balls to get that done. Yep. And, and from what he's saying, from what he's saying, you're, you're going to have somebody who's going to spend when the time comes. So he'll have the money to spend if he wants to spend it. Yep. I, I agree. <laughs> That's always the question in Ottawa is what kind of money do we want to spend? But, um, you know, I think, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting off season too. One of the interesting notes too, and this is just a shout out to my buddy, Jeff McKay, who uh, his cousin uh, or in, in Related to uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, who is okay. interesting kid, interesting kid. So we'll see what happens with him too. But you know, I'm 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 liking I'm liking where we are right now. Um, I think if we can get that, you know, that back end, that that goalie yeah. situation sorted out, we'll be we'll be in good shape. You know, I think um, you know maybe turning over to your boys the Habs and you know I have particular interest in a couple of thanks to everyone out there for listening if you're interested in reaching out to us you can email us at two guys a league and some guests at gmail.com you can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.